Welcome to episode 63 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. This is uh, Chew on This Heads to the Bay. <laughs> Such a cheesy title. Okay, so what that means is is we are finally doing our Michael Bay um, episode. Um, so strap in. It, this might get a little long. So we have eight movies to go over, even though he has a much bigger library. Um, I had the task of watching Bad Boys 2, The Rock, Armageddon, and his new movie, 13 Hours. Uh, what were the four that you did? Um, I I actually watched all those movies, too, because I just kept going. Uh, but but I watched uh, the first couple Transformers. Um, if you even want to call it that, I think I just like got drunk and went to sleep while it played in my ear. Um, but I've seen those enough. I kind of know about them, but I watched all those movies you watched too. Cause I just kept going. Uh, I wanted to watch some ones I haven't seen in a really long time, but I just want to preface this by saying like, we're not a big fan of Michael Bay, as you all could probably tell from previous podcasts, but like he, Michael Bay is kind of like our, our Joker, our Moriarty, if you will. Um, and, and Zack Snyder's getting very, I think he's kind of crossing that line as well. Uh, U-Bull, of course. So, you know, those three directors. And eventually, we'll probably visit some of those movies if we could survive well, you this Ball wishes. Well, U-Ball wishes he was as, as successful as Michael Bay, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> so, all right. So, look, so here's what I did, right? So oh, okay. I, I had to, I, I loved Armageddon growing up. Like growing up, I was in my twenties <laughs> when that movie came. Out. <laughs> but so I remember watching that movie. I was like, "Oh man, this movie's awesome!" Right? So I haven't really seen it through my new eyes, through like my new like, "Oh my god, everything sucks" <laughs> type eyes, unless it's like really awesome. So I finally watched this all the way through with like my new movie critic type eyes, and oh my god, this movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so goddamn bad. <laughs> so I I did this. <laughs> yeah, let me just let me just do this one thing, and then we could talk about the other seven movies. So because I, I want you to I want you to know how ridiculous this movie is. If you already don't know how ridiculous this is, so I actually broke this movie down. Right. So mm-hmm. here are some of the thoughts that I had. While mm-hmm. watching this movie, right? So let me try to get through this list in the in in less than you know <laughs> five minutes. Okay, so okay. I just counted the sunrises, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I counted. Uh, I should have counted these out. <laughs> to twelve. I counted ten. I counted. Uh, t- tw- what is it? Thirteen. Ten. No, wait. Hold on. Five. Nine. I counted twelve sunrises and sunsets over the course of this time frame. <laughs> but it's not that big of a deal because it's supposed to take place in 12 days. So right, that's right, not that right. big of a deal. Now, <laughs> what's weird, what, what is weird is one of the sunrises or sunsets happens when it's during the, it, it's like, um, it's, kind of, it's docked. It's like really um, dark or light out. And then like two seconds uh-huh. later, two seconds later, it's, um, it's brighter all of a sudden. In the same spot. It's already brighter. <laughs> in the same spot. I gotcha. Right. So, okay. So here, I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to try to get through this because this shit's ridiculous. Ready? So. <laughs> spoilers, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers if you haven't seen this shitty movie. So starting from the very beginning, why the fuck does a farmer have a giant multi-million dollar telescope? Like just some farmer guy, right? <laughs> Token black guy. 
token black guy comes five minutes into the movie. Racist comment about the about the about the Hawaiian guy comes in seven minutes into the movie. Token Asian people come in at eight minutes into the movie. Right. So then we fast forward to Harry and you know looking for for Ben Affleck. He's sleeping with the boss's daughter, but he doesn't lock his fucking door. That's smart. Right. So. <laughs> Then, if you remember, he chases him around with a shotgun and shoots it. There's fucking oil everywhere, explosive tanks everywhere, and he's firing a shotgun on his fucking oil-like rig, right? That's smart. Right. Right? Then the second token Asian people, racist people, come in 18 minutes into the movie, right? So, essentially, when Ben Affleck, like, shoots, like, oil into the air and into the sea that they're at, they basically prove the Greenpeace people wrong, like, right, like, two minutes later, after Harry is like, I don't know what the, these people's problem. What I don't know what Greenpeace's problem is. And then like five minutes later, oil spills into the fucking sea. <laughs> He's hitting golf balls at him. Yeah, and then like the oil cleanup. Remember Last Action Hero? Mm-hmm. Remember when he falls into the lava, the the uh, the, the tar, tar pit. pits? Right. Remember he wipes it off like it's easy as hell. <laughs> that happens to Bruce Willis <laughs> in this movie. With the napkin, yeah, he just covered in oil. With the, with the bounty, with the bounty towel, <laughs> right? Exactly. So, and then then Steve Buscemi like has like a funny line where he's supposedly funny line where he's like, you know, she never told me how old she was, right? So Buscemi is supposed to be this like really smart character. So if he's so fucking smart, why does he? What correlation does the Air Force have with his statutory rape? Right. Like, <laughs> Because the guy's dressed in full Air Force gear, right? He thinks they send the Air yeah. Force to arrest you for statutory rape, right? <laughs> then, like later on in the movie, later on in the movie, he's like, he's trying to hit with hit that girl up, and then some dude shows up in an FBI jacket, right? And then he's like, "How old are you?" And now there's two thoughts that happen when he's like this. It's like, okay, well maybe he's not that smart because he thinks the FBI is going after statutory rape along with the Air Force, right? Either that. <laughs> Either that or Buscemi's character is is a serial rapist, and he fucking did it over state lines where he thought the FBI would actually go after him. So <laughs> you know, his was his character. I always thought like his character was lifted off of Con Air. Remember Con Air, uh, where he right, was like the, right. the Hannibal Lecter character. He was yeah, the funnier version kind of, a, of that. Exactly, he's the funnier version of it, the Hannibal Lecter character. He's absolutely useless in this movie. What the fuck does he do? He, is, he doesn't he's do anything. He's absolutely useless. I, I, I wrote that down too. So, but I didn't get to that part yet. <laughs> so all of a sudden, NASA engineers couldn't put, they couldn't read directions and put together Harry's drill. Right, they're supposed to believe that Harry's the only one that could put together the fucking drill, not NASA, not not NASA engineers, right? So, remember when he first they first in that same scene they introduced like the team that's been training for a whole six months or seven months or whatever, and Harry makes fun of yes. them. Well, those people that were training for six to seven months or whatever never show up in the later part of the movie. It's an entirely new team that they're training with. <laughs> so instead of taking the this, they're like training with like yeah, they're training with like military type people almost. Yeah, but the the uh, problem is, is like Harry said, like, oh, you've been training for a whole six months or seven months or whatever, and then all of a sudden they show up with these other people who have not been training for the seven months, and nobody says anything about that. <laughs> and then remember, he they, fires AJ, right? He fires AJ. Less than five days yeah. later, less than five days, it has to be like three days total, AJ, who's Ben Affleck, already owns his own business and is already pumping oil. What kind of fucking <laughs> shit is that? <laughs> That's how easy it is to fucking just destroy the earth is just fucking five days and that's it, right? 
didn't they have like what it was it 18 days or 40 what it was, was 12 it was, it was i think it was i think it was 12 days from when bruce willis talks to billy bob thornton's character I think it was 12 Where days. they got, they have t- basically 12 days to, to uh, do what astronauts took years to do. Well, nobody's ever, nobody's ever, first of all, nobody's ever done it. So yeah. not only do they have to do something that only astronauts do, but they also have to do something that no astronauts ever done, which is drill a yeah. hole in a moving asteroid. So, right. And then, and I don't know what the obsession was with those pointy fucking cones that were in the, like the psych eval room along with the, the the vacuum room. Remember those pointy gray yeah, well, cones all yeah, over the fucking place. The no idea. So yeah. what's really funny <laughs> is is right when they're going to, um, they're talking about the, you know how smart NASA is, and you know they're they're going to send two shuttles up because we don't take chances. We double up on everything at NASA, right? Well, ten right. minutes ten minutes before that, Billy Bob Thornton says they don't have a backup plan. <laughs> 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 like we're NASA, we back up on everything except for saving the Earth. We only have one plan. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have a backup script. Yeah, um, um, them getting arrested completely zero significance. Nothing happens from that. Zero. <laughs> it only explains the stripper at the end of the movie where uh, Steve Buscemi is, you know, is um, uh, the blonde comes off the bus at the end of the movie. Right. It, it just explains right. that, and yeah. the, the scene is completely unnecessary. And then, like, um, apparently in Michael Bay's world, um, the same time of the day can happen in Southeast Asia along with the USA, which is false because mostly Southeast Asia is, like, 20, 12 hours behind us. So, like, night right. is day here and day is night there. But it, but in this version, um, in this version, they both have the same time frame. So the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Billy Bob Thornton has, like, a bum leg in the movie, so he can't go into space, right? But the 400-pound guy... Who, who, I barely fits into a truck can go. In, in this, like they they let him go, but not Billy Bob Thornton, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> that's so fucking okay, stupid. Here's here's one thing. Here's one thing that I didn't understand. Okay, so the the military show up to or NASA whatever shows up to the oil rig to grab Harry because they have to discuss this stuff with him. So they yeah, right. fly out of there. Uh-huh. They fly out of there. They go back to the base. They talk. And then he's like, well, if we're going to do this, I want my own team. And so then they have this montage of them going around, picking up all his friends. Wouldn't right. they be on the fucking oil rig? No, why, because why he, they actually have... says, he actually says that line where he's like, um, go home. You know, when everybody goes home, they, all these guys just scatter. He actually says that. So it, that kind of explains that part. Where they just that's scat, like because they're dumb. all from different, they're all from different places. Which well, that's probably the least part, worst part about it. So remember when they go on the 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 um, the Russian space station to refuel to be able to you know fly to the moon, right? Right. So don't forget that the fucking thing blows up, right? So they don't refuel in time, right? Because Affleck fucks the something happens where like they they have something leaks and the the space station blows up, right? So all of a sudden, yep. It was important for them to stop to refuel. They never refuel. They leave, and it's never addressed again that they don't have the fuel to actually get to the moon. It's never <laughs> fucking. The said only again. reason why they went there was to get the the Russian guy on there, who was pretty funny, actually. I know, but in the movie, it was to get fuel to actually save the Earth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that never happens. Not only that, nope. but the Russian, the token Russian guy that they got in there, he's fucking Swedish in real life. So that's yeah. 
Yep. So all of a sudden, every place that they go into, except the initial part where they get into space and they're floating around in the space shuttle, the second that scene is over, there's artificial gravity fucking everywhere. It's in the space right, station. Right. You, see, you see the Russian guy floating. Then all of a sudden, when he lets them in, everybody's walking normal. Right. Everybody's yeah, walking there, there normal. Was an, there was a lot of that weird... Um, stuff going on because they're they're trying to distract you with other shit going on so you don't right. the average moviegoer doesn't notice that shit but when you there, watch it enough times it it physically takes three days to fly from the earth to the moon they do it in like three hours because they have a timer there. <laughs> they actually have a countdown and three three or four hours pass so that's great so when the the second shuttle Starts to crash. This is the worst. This is one of the worst parts in the movie, which I never picked up when I first saw it. So remember, the the the, the shuttle is getting like bombarded with all like the asteroid debris and all that shit, right? So yeah, yeah. the the pilot tells Ben Affleck, who's strapped in safely to a seat, to take his seatbelt off and then lock himself in the cargo bay where there's no seats and no seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna rattle around in there, <laughs> and all of a sudden he can float now. When before he was just walking around with artificial gravity, <laughs> they couldn't afford it. <laughs> so, so that's like you're you're on a plane and they tell you you're crashing and they're like, no, 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 take your seatbelts off and go into the bathroom and lock your, lock yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's what Michael Bay did. He's like, don't don't un, un, unhook your seatbelt that safely secures yourself to this seat. While we're flying, unhook that and go into the cargo bay where there's a shit ton of like really sharp objects that you could get impaled. On. <laughs> that nobody ever said that his movies are logical. They're the farthest thing from it. So I mean, why the hell? And, and, and then this is this too. Why the hell do they have a Gatling gun in space? Like, because remember the Harry's best friend says to the one Marine guy who has the worst line in the movie, he says, why do you have a gun in space? Right. But nobody said to think like, why do you need a f- two Gatling guns in space? Like he's got a nine millimeter. OK, I guess he thought they were going to, you know, mutiny or something at one point in time. That kind of makes sense. But you, mm-hmm. there's a Gatling gun in there. Like, did you think you were going to end up like on Gears of War and you needed a Gatling gun? That's like, like remote no control. Reason. It made me think like like an alien's gonna pop out of there and be like, "Hey, they, get off yeah." My house. Remember, remember that scene in the in the hangar bay where they're going through that through that uh, SUV, and you know Harry says that line like, "Oh, what this little like middle piece of shit cost like twelve million dollars or whatever." So they take all that <laughs> shit out, but they leave the fucking giant heavy Gatling gun on Gatling the fucking rig. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets to use it. What's his name? Uh, ben Affleck gets to use it. He shoots. He's like, "This is how we do it." Or when right. he shoots the the spaceship. Right. It's, and it's literally out only of it. in there yeah. for that, and Steve Buscemi's like space. And Buscemi to almost yeah, who essentially almost fucks everything up. He just starts <laughs> yeah. shooting everything. <laughs> and there is no uh, reason you know, for Buscemi's purpose in this movie at all. He literally does and he does nothing but say he does. They overshot the landing and tell you again, like like Mark Wahlberg tells you that he's an inventor in the Transformers movie. He tells you yeah. multiple times that he's brilliant in this movie. Right. The only smart thing he does is that he basically just repeats back what somebody else told him about the iron thing that they're going to do. Right. And right. He, he didn't memorize anywhere else where they could have drilled. Right. So they just drill in the iron part anyway. So his his part is completely useless. He does nothing it's smart throughout the entire comic movie. Relief. No, exactly. It's just comic relief. Yeah. 
And uh, he, you know, he takes out a hundred thousand dollar loan from the loan shark because he figures he's just going to die anyway. Right. So he go, wants to go out on a high note. But uh, and then of course the space yeah. dementia line is the fucking worst line ever in all of cinema. Like he's got space dementia. <laughs> like, and then and then I'm not going to lie. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When Affleck says "I love you, Harry," and Harry says "I always thought of you like a son," I still teared up. Right, I did too. So yeah, I did there, too. That whole so did you still, know this though? Yeah. Did you know that the ending of Armageddon has the same ending in Transformers Three? So right. Affleck is walking oh. slow. Affleck and all the astronauts are walking slow motion towards the camera, right? And then it pans mm-hmm. to Liv Tyler behind like some NASA people and she like kind of like pushes somebody's shoulders away and then runs slow-mo towards Affleck and he picks her up like he did in the hangar bay when he was singing uh, I'm leaving on a jet plane Mm -hmm. and they kiss right well what's his face Sam Witwicky does the same thing to the model girlfriend that he has in Transformers 3 the same exact everything the only thing that was missing was like Michael Clark Duncan in the shot which goes to show if you're an astronaut or you have a robot car, you get right. all the hot chicks. Yeah. A robot car that still takes five movies to fix his fucking voice. <laughs> you fly across, you can f- fly across the fucking galaxy, but you can't fix that fucking guy's voice box. <laughs> we'll get into that. Oh, so yeah. Did you know and that JJ, wait, wait, JJ wait, Abrams? Do you know JJ Abrams wrote uh, Armageddon, right? He, he did. He like co-wrote it. Oh, well, he probably he probably fixed the good parts. He did, probably did have the good parts. So they they're at the <laughs> wedding, right? Liv Tyler. That's how it ends, right? It ends on their wedding. Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck's wedding in the movie. I can't yep. remember their names. It's not important. So they're there at the wedding, right? And like, you know, I was pictured like my mom's picture being there, but she was like in, mm-hmm. you know, she'd be like in a nice like portrait or whatever, sitting there at. At my wedding or whatever, but in this one, the pictures of the people who died, like their friends, like Harry and his best friend and the and the and the big dude, uh, the big white dude, they're all in their yeah. astronaut. They're all in their astronaut gear. Yeah, I thought so too. Why wouldn't they have like their like a nice picture of them? That's the only picture they fucking have of them. That's what that's what you want everybody to remind themselves of is the day that the the suit that they were in when they died. <laughs> How they died. <laughs> That's what they were wearing when they died. When did they just like take pictures of them all burnt and shit? I know, right? <laughs> the mask cracked open. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how. Those are the suits that they died. Like they're in their astronaut suits. It's like it was almost like an afterthought. Be like, oh, we needed these pictures here. Well, the only pictures we really have are them in the suits. You mean the astronaut suits? <laughs> all right, we'll print that. Nobody's going to notice it. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty poor taste. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my thinking about this movie, about why I still got emotional when Affleck uh, tells Harry he loves him. It's because it's a solid cast. It's a really solid cast. And it, it took years for me to break this movie down of how I would break down like a DC movie now or any movie, basically, where I'm looking at this and like, this is fucking stupid. But the only thing that carries this movie is all these actors. There's solid actors yes. in this movie. Bill, Bruce Willis. I like Bruce Willis. I'm, uh, Bruce Willis is very good in it. Ben Affleck. So Affleck. Is Affleck. Affleck. Affleck, is, Affleck is really good, good in it. Liv Tyler. Billy Bob Thornton. A young Owen Wilson. Right? You got Michael Clark Duncan in this, too. 
And you got that guy Chick, who's Harry's best friend, who's in like basically everything. Yeah. Um, he's always like the side character. He's solid. That guy's a solid actor too. You know, there's a lot of good actors in this movie, and that's what carries this movie. And so that's my tangent on Armageddon because I could not believe that I love this movie so much and how fucking stupid it was. It, it's it's terrible, but you're right. That ending, for whatever reason, still gets me every time because they acted the shit out of that. I mean, I know, just right? That little, just that thirty-second thing, you know, where he grabs, rips the hose out, and shoves him back in, and jumps in there, and he's just like, "No," he's like, and he's like yelling at Harry, like, "Why? No, you can't do this," you know? And yeah, it got me, got me every time. He's like, yeah, he's like, "You're, you're, you're." No, I'm getting a little emotional about it. <laughs> he's like, "You go take care of my daughter." You know, I always thought of you as a son. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking heartbreak right now. Yeah. And then he tells him he loves you know. him. Uh, that was really cool. I was like, uh, oh, man. Yeah. That it, it's it's a piece of shit. But it's uh, back in the day when we watched it, it was an entertaining piece of shit. So it. I mean, it still kind of is. It still kind of was. And like I, I caught myself laughing a few times, you know, like Buscemi and yeah, and some of the lines that other other people say, like Owen Wilson is pretty good in it too. It's just a solid cast. Yeah, it's just a really solid cast. I mean, fuck for the new Transformers movie, you got he got Sir Anthony Hopkins to be in it. So <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, he's not in it the whole movie. I don't think so. He's not going to carry that movie like you know Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck would. No, just get your paycheck and get out of there. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, so uh, all right. So, what do you got? Well, we can segue to Transformers. Um, we've watched these movies enough times uh, for whatever reason to kind of, and we've talked about it in an exhaustion. So we can go over the like. The, I think you wanted me to watch like the first two. Um, I didn't do that. The second one is by far the worst. It is. It is the worst. Um, the third one. That's during the writer strike too. Yes, that's um, during the I writer strike. Bay, so that's think, what happens. I think Bay actually wrote that one very, very quickly to get it under the yep. wire. And you. Can so that's what happens. Tell when he writes his own movies. Yes, he creates a Transformers. He creates a world where humans can enter Transformers heaven. Think about that for a second. Right. To get, and to get an item, and he wakes up with the item, right? Like he, right? Yep, yep. It's all shattered before, and then all of a sudden he wakes up. It, it, it almost, it, it almost begs the question, like makes you question that scene. It's the same scene at like when when Bruce Wayne is having a dream within a dream that ends up being real life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh shit. That's a good point. They might be the same person. They might. <laughs> <laughs> they might. Um, Michael the, Bay and 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 Snyder might be the same fucking person. So the first movie, okay, when it came out, I remember. I remember being very excited to see that movie. I really was because because I, I just saw like a, a very brief trailer, and uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" They cracked the code. That's so cool to see a digital robot in a car. You know, I was like, "This is awesome." And they got Peter Cullen. Peter calling to do the voice, which again, that was very, very exciting. And so I, I was thinking like, they're doing this right. Thank God. And even the very beginning of it, I'm watching the beginning and I'm like, this isn't bad so far. Like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then you introduce Shia LaBeouf or whatever his name is. And the movie just kind of just goes downhill from there. And it turns into just a, a Michael Bay, you know, shitty dialogue uh, stupid, you know, it just goes off in this really well, bad tangent. It, it basically, it basically doesn't do well once you actually start seeing the Transformers. 
Um, I think the highlight of it was when probably Megan Fox was bent over Bumblebee in like the sunset yeah. scene. That iconic scene where she's bent over the what was he a Camry? In the, I don't. It's know. something like that. He's not a Volkswagen. But, yeah, and and they and they did that a couple more times in the other movies too with with the different actresses. They yeah, always were yeah. bending over doing something, or like the very first shot of Transformers Three was the 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 Australian model's butt, you know, while she's walking up the stairs, or whatever, like in three D. Oh really? Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, you didn't go watch the third uh, movie course. in theaters, did you? It was mm-hmm. they filmed it. They filmed that movie in 3D. So I was actually kind of excited to watch that movie. Because oh, you know what? I, I think I did. I you know what? I think Transformers Three was the last Bay movie I ever paid for. Yeah, you didn't see the uh, the fourth one in theaters. I actually went. I took my son to it. No, but but no. the third one had like Leonard Nimoy as the bad guy, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool, you know. But then they had Patrick Dempsey as like a human that sold out the humans to like side with the, the robots. Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I'm lying. I did not see three. In the theaters. <laughs> I'm lying. I, I was confusing that with the, I was confusing that with devastator, which is in the second one. Yes. Yes. With the balls okay, dragging so, on the pyramid and all that. Stuff. Yeah. So no, I did not go see three. I, I have not, I didn't see three in the theater, but I did see three. Yeah. The fallen, that movie, the second one was the highest grossing one. And then subsequently, I think after that, uh, the next two movies have domestically went downhill as far as money, but overseas it's still those movies are still billion dollar movies. So it, I, I don't know. I, I don't really spend too much time talking about Transformers because that's like the DC movies to me. It just angers me because the Transformers are they were a big part of my childhood in the eighties. And one of my favorite movies, and yours as well, is the is the Transformer in the movie, which you get them fucking emotional about fucking robots, you know. Um, a cartoon robot. A cartoon robot, and this movie, uh, these movies, just they they don't touch it, you know, not yeah. even come close, except for having Peter Collins I mean, the voice. Nothing else. And they're wasting him basically. They're just wasting him. Yeah. Um, and they, they've done like the arrow thing too, or arrows done the transformers thing where they've killed Optimus prime like three or four times in the fucking movies. Yeah. Or Megatron <laughs> killing, dying. keep killing Megatron. He keeps coming back. So let's yeah, just I dump him, dump him in the, just on. dump him in the ocean. Yeah. That's smart. I mean, no, they just take him yeah. apart. <laughs> let's not burn him. Let's not burn him. You know, melt him down. Yeah. When you, you know? kill I mean, they you... fucking, they, they basically killed Optimus prime in the new trailer too. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> only to come back. Like, 30 well, seconds later. If you haven't seen the fourth one, I think it ends with him dead and they just he's just floating off into space. So Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I didn't watch it again. I only watched it once, but I, I can't think I've only I think, watched it once. I think yeah, I think in the end of the fourth one he's dead and floating off around into space. So like we but, could be, you could be dead wrong about that, but it doesn't matter. It's transformers. It so really doesn't matter. <laughs> he's dead it to me. Matter. He's dead to me anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all four Transformer movies were one huge disappointment after the next and uh, really nothing viable about those. Um, and this one looks like it, it could be Transformers too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, we haven't seen anything on dialogue yet, but through some of the visuals and some of the things that they're doing, it just doesn't, I always thought like huge robots or huge things would be so cool to watch. But they just – they made it boring. Um, I mean I don't know about you, but like I think Pacific Rim did it better. But I think even like giant robots is still kind of boring for some reason. They haven't like cracked that fun code yet ab- about those things. No. I, I just – I can't put my You're finger gonna on You're going to need somebody 
you're going to need somebody who actually cares about these characters because these these trans the new Transformers always come and go other than Optimus Prime. Right. They just show up in a new movie or they get and then they get killed 5 seconds later or you know there's nothing there's no attachment to any of these characters. No. Um and you can say what you want like they're they're transforming giant robots and what the hell are you talking about you need to connect with these characters. Well, yeah, you do because they're characters in a movie. The fucking movie is called Transformers. If I can't connect with the Transformers, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know, I can't. You're just I, showing ridiculous things blowing up. Always a some Australian model doing something that is really hard to believe. Like it's just fucking ridiculous. Well, and you know it's crazy. I saw, I saw, I saw. You know, Anthony Anderson is what in the third, the first one, right? Uh, Anthony Anderson, second I, one, first I, one. I, I, that's so. Uh, was that was the same one where they had the Australian, the tactician, yes, or this, the yeah. smart woman? Yeah, yeah. Who happened I, to know Anthony Anderson, who cracks into websites in his grandmother's house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that whole. I mean, oh my god, we could just go. We literally could do a, a five hour podcast on on each movie and how terrible the storyline and the characters and all this stuff is. And it's a bummer. It's a, it's a real bummer. And, and Bay also, I mean, just a couple of things about Bay and his movies, stylistically, they're all the same. He always does the, the, the twirly around. There's always one part in the movie where he twirls the camera around as the character standing up, you know, he's done it. Yeah. But he's also below them. He's He's also like on, Right. Yeah, and like they did it in The Rock, the they did it in Bad Boys 1 and 2, they do it in Transform. They did it in Transformers when um, Bernie Mac was during that part when Bernie Mac was in it, <laughs> which was weird. I was like, oh, you're, yeah. you saved a totally cool thing for that shit? That's dumb. Well, they do it later, too. They do it They do it a few other times when – they do it like two or three times. Every time, every time Sam and Megan Fox's character – I can't remember her name uh, – I can't. Because uh, she's Michaela? forgettable, something like that. She's forgettable. Know. She's forgettable. So they're they're every time they embrace or whatever, there's the camera rolls around them. Yeah. So Just pay dumb. attention to that. Um, the second thing I noticed um, is that, and this is not a no brainer, is that the women characters are very one dimensional. They're very like just look pretty running around, rolling around, their makeup never changes, their boobs are hanging out, their butts hanging out. They never they they look like runway models after all these explosions and and all this stuff and and they're also not very smart. They're just like duh, they're like damsels in distress or um Well, Megan Fox's wasn't like that though, right? I don't know. All she did was just run around, like hold his hand and run around. And then I think at one point she did like pull in with the tow truck and she had Bumblebee on the back and they were, and she, she was driving through the city while Bumblebee was shooting everybody. But I can't remember <laughs> yeah. really any other thing that she did. Um, and then the, in the third one, the, 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 you know, the Australian model didn't really do much. And then in the fourth one, it was Mark Wahlberg's daughter who was boning some dude and they all went on an right. adventure together. And again, it's just like, I, we're now in an age, we're now in a time where, <clears throat> that shit has to stop. And I know like Disney's turning it around with their animated films and with their live action films. So I hope like he starts, you know, no. going, going toward that trend, but I don't, 
I mean, well, I don't know. If well, you watch all these movies, like I watched majority of these movies, and we'll get into some more some more movies where it has female characters in it that are just very like meek, or you know. Uh, well, it, it, well, you had to see Pearl Harbor. Um, I did. I, I did see Pearl Harbor. Um, so Kate Beckinsale is not really like that. She's but, um, she's but a nurse. And Michael Bay, Michael Bay literally said that Kate Beckinsale wasn't that attractive. Which that so maybe that's why she's the stronger female character. Completely blows my mind because I think I think she is much more attractive than like Megan Fox ever could be. Oh, by far. By and far. she's and she's intelligent. She's a really good actress. Like I've seen her in a bunch of stuff that I loved her in. I think this was just like she got hired to be in this big production movie because she hadn't done a whole lot. She was just breaking into the American audience, um, like she did Serendipity with John Cusack. Which well, she doesn't even have an English accent in this movie. No, she doesn't. You know, but she has she an plays, American accent. But again, they put her in the movie as someone who you know falls in love with this guy, and he, he thinks he's dead, and then she falls in love with the it's brother. It's one of the worst love stories ever. This is what happens when Michael Horrible. Bay tries to do Titanic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the he, difference between two characters like or two directors james yeah. cameron writes a great love story michael bay writes a love triangle like yes. fucking something out of jerry springer and it's and it's done horribly and and it's and it's unbelievable like what happens at the end you know it like, makes kate beckinsale like really bad it looks it makes her character look <laughs> really it, bad. it really does it really does like she just kind of gives up on ben affleck goes with the brother gets pregnant with the brother doesn't tell the brother doesn't want ben affleck to tell the brother she's pregnant wait they're brothers uh, not brother best friends best friends sorry yeah okay um you know and and then you know the best friend gets killed like right. uh, saving be ben a affleck father. Yeah, exactly. You're be a father. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, I'm going to take care of him and bone your your wife or girlfriend. Yeah, and you're going to be dead, and I'm going to name yeah. the kid after me. Yeah. Um, so is that like it's not it's no longer sloppy seconds because he had her first, right? right but I think it would have been funnier if the kid. What is came that out, called? If the kid came out Asian or something, it would have been really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Or black, like from because uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in that Cuba Gooding, yeah, for whatever that that again, that was another thing where he just uh, he really didn't do anything in the film other than like he was a boxer in the beginning, and then um and then you find out he's like a cook on the ship when the ship gets bombed, and then he gets on the right. gun and starts like kicking ass. But other than that, it's like I don't know, he was just somebody that was just kind of around, and um, now I I will give. Uh, Michael Bay, this I uh, rewatching it because I've only watched it once, but rewatching that whole thirty minute sequence of Pearl Harbor getting bombed was pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, it, sec- I was. Uh, that's what I was just. I was just about to say that, like by far, the that action sequence, the thirty minutes of, of Pearl Harbor that he has in there, is probably top notch. Like, uh, it's I wouldn't say filmmaking. I don't know what yeah. to call it. But it is it's it's a sight to see. Like he he kind of does a that's it's probably his best work out of all his movies, in yeah. my opinion. Anyway, it's right um, up there with uh, not quite, but I mean it's right up there with uh, that opening sequence to uh, Saving Private Ryan. But it's 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 up there, but not quite there. But um, with, like no, emotion, it's, emotional it's not, wise, emotional right, wise, right? Because but, you kind of at this point in time, it's what halfway through the film already. 
Yeah. Like, the, the attack doesn't happen until, like, two hours into the movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, just, you think the movie ends there, but it doesn't. No, they keep going. Again, like, this was his attempt for an Oscar. This was his attempt to, like, try to match what Titanic was. And Jimmy Cameron did it so much better. You know, like, he, yeah, there was a love story, but, you know, he just did it a lot better. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, the characters were were well drawn out. Um, the situation was was well drawn out, and then you know the Titanic is going to sink, and when it does, it's very thrilling. But like in right. Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, it's like they put the action sequence in the middle, um, and and then like you said, the very the end, the last hour just drags on. You're just like, oh my god, like okay, that scene is over now. What? Oh, you're gonna okay, yeah. I know we go and we bomb, you know, Hiroshima and all that stuff in Nagasaki, and, and that ends the war, blah blah. But they actually but they don't get, even get to that part. No, no, they don't. They actually get uh, they crash land on the ground, and they have to shoot like fight on the ground, um, and then you know, Which he ends I'm up guessing that entire thing is that whole last half of that movie is completely made up too. I don't. I don't know if it is or not. I didn't. I didn't read in the history books. I don't know if it's that blatant. I'm no, sure. No, no. I'm sorry. I meant. I meant that those people. Oh yeah, probably like, yeah. Like the whole because like the, the the only major thing that happens after Pearl Harbor in the movie is what the fuck is Josh Hart? Josh. Josh Hartnett. Uh, yeah. He dies, right? And Affleck takes over Kate Beckinsale. So like that's the only major that's the only so like that's the only reason like major thing that happens in the movie that affects yeah. anything previously. He, they could have ended the movie like at, like you know with a bunch of speeches and and you know America coming together and going into World War 2 and all that stuff. He could have ended it with like news like 19 like 40s like news radio stuff, you know what I mean like clips mm-hmm. and things like that and that's how he could have ended the movie you know but because he never flushed out the love story or or he just he fucking keeps have, going he shouldn't have made the movie at all he should have just made a, <laughs> an hour documentary on pearl harbor and reenacted that shit because yeah. it, it, honest honestly if if he if he if you were to take that action sequence and pull it out of the movie and just put that in a documentary and say like this is how it went down I would be spellbound. I was like, holy shit, that's yeah. crazy. But the other shit is just, it's like fat around a really nice steak in the middle. <laughs> it's just like a lot of fat around it. And so, like a really expensive, or or you go with, the other analogy is like, you cook a perfectly good prime rib steak and you fucking put A1 sauce all over it. <laughs> or, or ketchup. Ketchup. ketchup yeah. Fucking yeah. ketchup. <laughs> Oh, like my God. Barbecue yeah. sauce. You fuck up like a $30 piece of prime rib and you put fucking barbecue sauce on it. Store bought barbecue sauce. Yeah, not even the good guy. Or, or even worse, you get the barbecue sauce from McDonald's and you fucking dump it on there. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that should be the Talk tagline for Pearl. That should be the tagline for Pearl Harbor. It's a great expensive piece of steak covered in McDonald's barbecue sauce. <laughs> barbecue sauce, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wade through that shit to get to the steak. Yeah, um, yeah so that's <laughs> that's Pearl Harbor. That's, per- that's Pearl Harbor. <laughs> All right, so, so let's move on to uh, Bad Boys. Okay, yeah. So um, these aren't very good movies either. 
Um, they're so cliched. <laughs> the they're, second they're, one is worse. It is worse, but they're so cliched. They're so nineties, and they're so like. There's so many times in the movie, in both of them, where they're dead to rights. They're like about to die, and the guy's just standing there holding the gun. Like you're like, what? Just pull the fucking trigger. You got him. Kill him. And then someone like saves the day like immediately after that, or gives them enough time to like figure out what to do to get. Mm to get past them. The same thing happens. The rock, like many, many times the guys got him dead to rights gun in his face. All he has to do is pull the trigger. They're dead, but he has to stop and say something quirky or funny or, or he pauses for too long. And then just enough time for them to, to the rock the bad guy did not, the rock did not have as many issues as I thought as Armageddon did. And the same, the same thing saves this movie is there's solid actors in this movie too. You got yeah. Sean Connery, you got Nicolas Cage, and you got Ed Harris. All three of them are the main, you know, the main actors in this movie, and they carry the film. So yes. it's so crazy how you get these really quality actors to really save the stupidity of his, you know, directing. Right. I mean, it's it's um, that simple. It made no sense to go all the way to Alcatraz and put the rockets there. I, I, I was like, why are they doing it? I don't even know how the fuck they got Alcatraz. it on the ferry. <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you doing Wait, this from wasn't Alcatraz? It, what, did, is, it, is, it from, is it because they got uh, – it was helicopters. Helicopters dropped off the rockets. They have 15 rockets, dude, and they, but they only yeah. have three that are actually um, out, like ready to launch. And the other like 12 are like – in that, in the morgue, remember in the morgue, in the, in the, where they put the dead bodies are like in those right, cabinets right. or whatever. Yeah. So why, why go put all your eggs in one basket, put everything in, in one spot. It's like, you got 15 fucking rockets. Like, why don't you tell a couple of guys, Hey, set up a rocket, you know, over on that side of the bay, you set the rockets, you know, go to Las Vegas and set up those rockets. Go like whatever, like spread it out a little bit, or so how about that they that can't. Ed can't Harris had no backup you. plan. Yeah, <laughs> he had no backup plan. It was like, oh, they're not going to give us the money. All right, well then, let's go home. <laughs> let's just get out of here. We need it. We yeah. need to go. And the, yeah, and the soldiers are like, "Fuck you, we want our money." And he's like, "Hey, dude, yeah. it's not happening. We got to get out of here." It's hey, like, how know, are you going to get out of there? Yeah, it's like a more it's like a moral story. Like he's trying to be like you know he's portrayed as this like moral you know um, commander or whatever, and it's like he he says that line at the end. He's like you know you want me to kill like eighty thousand innocent people. Like what do you what do you think I'm fucking insane? I'm like you have fifteen like <laughs> you have fifteen <laughs> weapons like rockets that could destroy like all of California yeah, just if it got into the water or something. <laughs> Like, and you have all these mercenaries that you've never, you know, you're not friends with any of them, right? And you just want all the mercenaries just like, okay, let's just fucking leave and go back to – because he gives that speech at the beginning of the movie where he's like, make no mistake, we're we're here, you know, we, we, we're basically at the point of no return. And then at the end of the movie, he tells them all like, okay, we can go home now. Like, well, look, the one soldier guy, the one soldier guy was crazy. He was just like, just launch the fucking rocket. And I'm thinking to myself, look, you launch that rocket, you're not getting the money anyway. And then you're going to get bombed and die. So yeah. what, like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm like, you might as well, you have an option to leave right now. You should take that option versus sending the rocket out. Yeah. I'm like, then you just look like an asshole. 
<laughs> <You know>? So <laughs> you know, Ed Harris is like, I'm not the asshole. I want to get out of here. And yeah. it's, you know, they fight amongst themselves. The whole rocket man uh, line was, was so stupid. Um, that is not how I you mean, kill Sandman. No, <laughs> or, that's I mean, not Sandman. what's his name? Is it, uh, what's, uh, what's the horror movie that that guy's in? Candyman. Oh, 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 the Candyman. Yeah. He's like, let me say it three times. <laughs> Rocket your ass out of here. Um, <laughs> um, what was the other part in it that, oh, so, you know, like I, I read somewhere that Sean Connery, every time that he was in a movie, he had his own, he has his own writers with him. So like every time he does a movie, the writers go over the script and they go, nah, Sean wouldn't say that. Sean wouldn't say that. And they, and they change it like they did it in Dragonheart and a few other movies he was in. And I think they did it on The Rock because there's always a time in the movies where Sean Connery has something pretty witty or something kind of fucking kick-ass to say. And in right. this movie, it happens where he says something like, okay, man, let's go get these rockets or whatever. And Nicholas Cage goes, yeah, oh, I'll, yeah. You know, or, I'll try I'll my, my best. I'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sean Connery has that kick-ass line where he's just like, you're best. He's like, yeah. only losers whine about their best. The winners go home and fuck the prom queen. I just thought that was fucking genius. And then, you know, he's like, oh, I'm marrying the prom queen. And then like, yeah. let's go. And they cock cocks his gun. I was like, that's fucking awesome. But the majority <laughs> of that movie, again, the dialogue is so shitty and the and the – you know? Cage is really good in that movie, I thought. I thought Cage was pretty funny in that movie. Um, He's funny. He's got some quirks, man. He's got a lot of quirks. But that you know, movie when, when fit Cage, him perfectly. Yeah, when Cage, when Cage is on his A game and he's not trying to pay off his taxes, he's a solid actor. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> but he he's sold not, out man, you get a long like time Ghost ago. Rider he sold too. out. Ghost Rider 2. Or like, you know what made me, fun, <laughs> made me laugh in Con Air when – the the guy the one of the inmates finds out that he's you know a good or you know he's against Navy them or seal or something right, right. well no he's holding the bunny and he's like put down the bunny you know that's <laughs> <was> like so <laughs> stupid that was that so, movie so wasn't st- for taxes though that movie like he wanted to do that what did who directed Con Air because I always thought Con Air and like the was Rock a Michael were, Bay movie. Well, yeah, it's very yeah. similar, but I don't think it is. It's not Michael Bay. There's like, movie, there's but... definitely slow motion in there. Oh yeah, there's a lot of similarities, um, and he just looked ridiculous with the long hair too. But, well, you know, uh, he was like the rumor was was that he beefed up for that role and also get, to get ready for um, Superman. Oh shit, that makes a lot of sense because it's right around the same time. I think Con Air came out like around ninety six or ninety five, somewhere around like when Twister came out. Yeah, okay, when Twister came out, I think they came out around the same time. Um, and that's that was after the that was after Simon West. Yeah, Simon West. Um, oh, and Jerry Bruckheimer was a producer, which he he produces all Michael Bay shit too. So that makes sense that it's kind of the same kind of movie. Um. Yeah, ninety-seven. Nope. Yeah, dude this this guy is is this holy shit. <laughs> Basically, every single one of his movies are all action movies. Yeah, Simon West. Yeah, he did the he first did, Tomb Raider. Few, yeah, he has a first. He has a few movies with uh, with um, Nicolas Cage. Actually, none of these movies are so. any good. I'm looking at every single one of these movies. None of these are very good, except for like he's Con done Air. some movies. He's done some movies with Jason Statham. I thought the General's Daughter was okay. 
Uh, I don't think I saw uh, that one. The, Tomb Raider was the mechanic. Okay. The mechanic was another movie of uh, Jason Statham's that wasn't that great. Holy shit! He was supposed to do a remake of Red Sonia. How's that possible? No, he did an animated film. Is Conan the wow. new Conan in it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Red Sonia, Queen of Queen of the Plagues, is a t- 2016 animated film, um, and Rose McGowan plays her. Rose McGowan was supposed to play Red Sonia in a in a new live action movie, but Before it never she happened. Fucked up her nose. Yeah, she looks way different. Yeah, she had plastic surgery in her nose. She has like Michael Jackson's nose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a trailer, actually. You can go look at the Red Sonia trailer. It's an animated film. It's on Blu-ray and everything. I never, I didn't right. even know that. All right, so anyway, you did Bad Boys. I digress. Bad yeah, Boys. so, okay. So, Bad Boys 1, um, the one thing that I really liked about Bad Boys 1 was Taya Leone. It was like kind of like her debut, and I really loved her, but yet they've never really figured out, to this day, a really good vehicle for her, because she's like very... She's very funny and smart, and she's also very physical. Like, she has a lot of physical comedy. She had a TV show on um, NBC, I think, a couple of times, but right. they never went, really went anywhere. But she was the best part of it. Um, I think she even married David Duchovny for a while. But, um, yeah. yeah, so Bad Boys, one of the bright spots was Taylor Leone. Um, Martin Lawrence and, and Will Smith, they have good chemistry, but – they yell a lot. And this isn't like, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid and I watched the Goonies, the kids would yell a lot and I just got, a, I just loved it. I didn't care. My mom hated it. She's like, why are those kids fucking yelling all the time? And I said, because they're kids. <laughs> but I'm watching Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in my old age. And I'm just like watching this going like, oh my God, these fucking people won't shut up. You know, they're so stupid. You know, <laughs> it was like a, just a ridiculous comedy act that I didn't like. Um, there's nothing really redeeming about Bad Boys One. It is a total cookie cutter movie that back then I really I liked, but when yeah. I watch it now, the action it's, sequences it's weren't bad. It's it's kind of the you know two normal cops or whatever who don't follow the the rules basically end up in some gigantic shit that they need to get out of. And but you know but it's kind of like the lethal, lethal weapon, weapon form formula. Lethal yeah. Weapon One and Two did it best. Um. The other two sucked, but Lethal Weapon did one and two were really good. This movie, um, they have like Joey, I can't remember what's his name, Joey Pantaloni, or jo- they call him Joey Pants. Yeah, he's yeah, I know you're like about. supposed to be their he's supposed to be their captain, mm-hmm. and for both movies, he's the most ridiculous captain, like completely over the top <laughs> and ridiculous. You know, I love his like uh, I love his yeah. uh, New York accent in Miami. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's beyond ridiculous. And and you know, Bad Boys Two was two and a half hours. It was like a, an hour longer than what it was supposed to be. And that's probably how ridiculous. long. That's probably how long it took them to dig the fucking tunnel underneath the street. Two and a half hours. Oh shit! That was ridiculous. I mean, they they go over to what is it, Cuba, or they go somewhere I, where, where yeah where USA can't go on their soil, and yet they just. Right. They just he, go, they just so go the there. guys for two movies the two what Latino guys are they Latino the two Latino guys yeah that they always make fun yeah. of so for two movies they make fun of him her his sister gets kidnapped yep. all of a sudden it's fucking serious let me call a guy of a guy of a guy who is friends with Navy SEALs can get a fucking carrier plane 
and fly illegally to Cuba or wherever the fuck they're going. Meanwhile, yep. in the two days, I think they actually say two or three days in the movie, they dig a hole underneath the fucking street. About as long as a Re- football field. Yeah, reinforced all the way to the back of the, all the way to the back of the fucking mansion. And it's like big enough to drive a you know motorcycle through. So it's pretty big. It's- Miami Miami drug like Miami narcotics also trains them in Navy SEAL tactics too. Because I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> Not just that, but like they none of the Navy SEALs, none of them die. They killed like a million bad guys. None of them gets killed. One of them gets like shot in the leg or something. And they all survive. But what's ridiculous is that the Navy SEALs are like, get out of here, get out of here. So Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and the girl, they get in a Hummer and they drive off. And they just drive off. And then all the bad guys go after them and leave everyone else behind. Like, yeah, whatever. We need to get them. We're pissed off at them. Um, Instead of, like, saving themselves. Like, the bad guys are like, oh, shit. Like, our mansion's blown up. We have no money. Like, we need to get out of here. No, let's follow Will Smith. Let's go after him. You know, (laughs) I'm, I'm... so they drive after him and they go – they get onto American soil and – uh, Or the em- embassy. Yeah, with the, in a minefield. And then they did that whole thing and, the, you know, whatever. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean it's fucking ridiculous. Um, that whole <laughs> – it, it just kept going on and on and on and on. And I'm just sitting there. I, I, was, I think I was like playing on my iPad at that point. I was like, I don't need to watch this shit. Um, <laughs> What what other, what what other movies uh, that well, you watched that was Michael uh, Bay? Thirteen hours. Oh, so that was right. Which so I, I still have not seen attention. that yet. I actually had to pay attention to this one more. Like I, I didn't pay too much attention to The Rock. I definitely paid attention during Armageddon because I've seen it so many times. But I really wanted to break the movie down. But thirteen hours, I actually had to pay attention to um, because I never seen it before, and it's actually not bad. I dare say that's probably his best film he's ever done. Wow. That's saying a lot. Well, it's really not, but (laughs) because like the whole movie takes place like quote unquote, it happens in real life. You know what I mean? So there are certain things that apparently were classified, not classified. And this movie tries to tries to come off as this is what happened in real life. Um, you know, I was actually kind of surprised by this movie. I think this is I think to me this is like the initial reaction to Batman v Superman. Where as like I, I think if I watch it a second time I might get pissed off. But my initial viewing of the movie, I was like, this is not that bad for Michael B-. So on Rotten Tomatoes it's at like fifty one, fifty two percent. So much higher much, much higher than like Batman v Superman. Right. And this movie has a solid cast in it, and I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised by uh, Krasinski. I think his name is John Krasinski, the guy uh, Jim Dude, from The Office. Yeah. So he's yes. pretty, he got jacked up for this movie, and yes. he was actually pretty solid as an action uh, actor in this movie. Um, I, I thought it was funny when the rumors came out that he almost became Captain America. But if you watch him in this movie, he's pretty good. Yep. And he kind of carries yeah. this movie. So I don't want to spoil it too much for you because I know, like, now that I said that it's probably Michael Bay's best film, you probably will go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would say it's worth it. If, if, oh my God, I wish Batman v Superman was as good as 13 hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not saying like 13 hours is better than Saving Private Ryan or like Black Hawk Down or anything like that. But for Michael Bay, it's it's by far better than Armageddon. It's by far like it's by far better than The Rock and all these movies that we just kind of reviewed, quote unquote reviewed. Definitely better than Pearl Harbor. Shit makes more sense in this movie. Um, but you do see a lot of like juvenile tug at the emotions scenes in this movie where you kind of know why he's doing what he's doing. It's not, it's not subtlety. I'm just going to say that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely worth a watch. If anything to see, you know, Krasinski like play a role. That's not like a gym comedy role. Right. Yeah. I've seen him do some, um, more dramatic type roles and he's actually a pretty good actor. Um, they just need to get him into some more shit. Cause like it was the same thing with like Chris Pratt. I remember seeing him in the Hurt Locker and I think it was a Hurt Locker. He was in a couple of like heavy, heavy movies and where he was like barely recognizable, but I'm like, shit, that's Chris Pratt. You know, later on when I went back and watched some of these movies and he's just really good. So he just needs to hit the right thing. And I think he'll, he'll have a breakout role. You know, he just needs one breakout role and he'll be cooking. But I, I like John Krasinski. But is it is it me or do, is it like Michael Bay, the opposite of Snyder, in that the movies that he makes independently on his own that aren't the big budget things that are like better, but yet when Snyder makes his own movies, they're shitty. So like if he takes someone else's material, he he actually they're you know he makes a good a decent movie like the Three Hundred or you know or uh, Watchmen. Um, but Bay, like he makes the cookie cutter Armageddon and the rock. They all have the same fucking formula, but then when he breaks away from those movies and does like pain and gain and does 13 hours, so you watch pain and gain, way right? better, way better movies. I did watch it. How was that? Um, I never saw that one. Well, interestingly enough, I actually liked it. Um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, I, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of his. I know people are probably going to yell at me. I'm not a big fan. But once in a while, he has a role that fits him. Like, I, I thought Ted was really good. I liked Boogie Nights. And I liked him in this movie. Maybe, there might be a couple others out there. But um, it's just his it's just style of acting I, I don't really like. But when he's in a, in, a, in a particular role, it works. And it worked in this. Like, he plays like this guy that is a personal trainer. And he he's pretty jacked up. And he's, like, training – basically – he goes around and he like consults and he, he goes to this gym and the gym is like kind of got all these geriatric people there and like, you know, no young people. And he goes in there and he's like, dude, dude, I'm going to make this, I'm going to triple your membership in three months. And the guy's like, whatever. Sure. So he hires him and he does it. He like triples the membership, does all this stuff. But the guy running the gym is making all the money. And he's just kind of like, well, this sucks. Like I can never get ahead, you know? Anyway, you meet Tony Shalhoub, and Tony Shalhoub is like this self-made man who like has all this money and all this shit, but he does some illegal shit, and he's got all this money, and he's always bragging about how much money he has, and he treats other people like shit that are beneath him and all that stuff. And so Mark Wahlberg thinks to himself, fuck this, I'm going to, you know, he comes up with this like plan of like, I'm going to kidnap you, I'm going to kidnap Tony Shalhoub, and I'm going to make him write turn over his house and all his assets and businesses to me. Like, so he has like a contract written up by some lawyer or whatever, who's in on it. And then like, he has the rock, he meets the rock. So the rocks in it. And so is, uh, Anthony Mackie who plays, um, 
in the Civil War movies and Captain America movies as Falcon. He plays Falcon. So, like, the three of them decide they're going to do this. So they kidnap Tony Shalhoub. They torture the shit out of him until he finally signs away all his assets. And then the three of them just, like, walk away. You know, they, they tried – oh, they tried to kill off Tony Shalhoub, and every time they tried, they, they just couldn't, like, kill him all the way. It was so ridiculous. Like, they kept – like they even fucking ran over him with the car and it still didn't he still didn't die and they just <laughs> then they just like left him there. It was so funny, you know, so they just fucking left him there. And then like it was ridiculous because the cops wouldn't do anything. They they got Tony Shalhoub to the hospital and he was all fucked up so he couldn't talk really well and he's trying to explain to them that he's been kidnapped and that, you know, they have all his stuff and 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 then he was an asshole to the cops. So the cops are like, "You know what? You're an asshole. We're not going to listen to you." And they just leave him. And so these three <laughs> guys are just like these three guys are just living high on the hog, you know? And you know, the rock becomes like a total cokehead and he's fucking hilarious, man. He's doing all this stupid shit that it looks like they're going to get caught, you know. He blows through all his money on coke. So like then they need to like they're like oh fuck we need to do another job so that we can pay for you know our lifestyle that we just like wasted all this money so they they go to do it again they go kidnapped you know they try to make this guy sign over his assets they get in a fight the guy dies and so now they got to like cover up so the funniest part is they cut off they start chopping this guy up and they give the rock the hands and they're like dude throw this in the barbecue and like burn his hands we need to burn the fingerprints and all that. So the rock is like high on coke, right? And the two, other two guys they go to hide the body in, in a barrel, the rest of the pieces in a barrel, and put it in the bottom of the water. And they come back to pick up the rock. The rock is outside in public, like cooking, cooking these like hands, cooking the guy's <laughs> hands, like on the top of the barbecue. And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you outside?" And he's high off his ass. He's like, "Oh, I was just getting really smoky in there, boss. Like I couldn't fucking, you know, it was getting a smell in there real bad." So I'd be, "Oh my god, dude, it was so funny." Anyway, they eventually they all get caught. And this is loosely based on a true story. You can go look it up, you know, where this all this shit actually happened. Um some and what ends up happening is that two of the guys they um, go to jail and they're on death row. They're basically going to be executed. They 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 have a death sentence. And then the Rock's character got 15 years. And actually, he just got out recently, so he's out of prison right now. The actual character. And then the other person who was in on it, who ran the gym, who acted as a notary to like help help them steal the money, he got life in prison. And he died in prison a few years ago. So it's it's fucked up. But you have to watch it because. We watch anything with the rock in it. I mean, he's awesome. But but if you watch it, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't really know it was a Michael Bay movie. I mean, stylistically, you could say like, oh, that. I wonder if this is Michael Bay. But the rest of it is like, it's like any other movie. You know, it was. It's weird. There's so no I think he's opposite of Snyder. I, uh, there is. There's some. Um, not as normal exploding cars and shit. No, 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 not not normal like that. So, um, it, it's a really nice departure for him, you know. Versus Snyder, when he departs from material, he does something like Sucker Punch, which to this day I can't get past the first twenty minutes. I still have never seen that movie all the way we'll through. We'll do a we'll do a but, Snyder one. Let's not get into Snyder's shitty but, movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we can go all day long. But anyway, we we kind of went down this like you know uh, Michael Bay. You know, we've been bragging on him for for years. 
um, especially on this podcast for last year. And we kind of like, you know what? Let's let's, uh, let's just not give him the benefit it. of the doubt, but let, but let's fucking do it and watch these movies again and talk about them. And so while it was nice to visit some movies that I haven't seen in years, like The Rock and Armageddon. Other movies did not fucking hold up at all. Um, <laughs> some of, the, um, some of the, well, so, we only did eight. So, uh, did we miss any? I don't think um, so, right? You know, he has a lot of producing credits too, but that I don't know if that counts. Well, I mean, well, there's still about Ninja Turtles and yeah. you know, and other shit that we hated. We basically did um, the major ones. He, yeah, I mean, he he worked with some pretty hefty people. I mean, I didn't know J.J. Abrams co-wrote Armageddon. Yeah, I'm, I didn't. I had I'm no curious idea. to know like how much of that he actually did because I remember, I think he talks about it on the Nerdist, not the plugin of the podcast. But JJ's first time on the podcast, I think, on that podcast was he was talking about um, things that he did and how he started in his career, right? right. How he started his, his, his first career? his first bought script was regarding Henry. Um, no, it was taking care of business. Oh, that's right. With, uh, that's right. Belushi. That's right. My bad. Um, but regarding Henry but, was his. But then, yes, his his big one, and it's kind of uh, poetic that he got to work with Harrison Ford many many years later. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Han Solo, so that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, uh, the other thing before we go, um, I, I noticed this too: is that okay? So in Armageddon, at the very beginning, those asteroids kind of go and they blow through New York and kill up like a ton of people. Right. And one of them land lands on a guy, the hot dog stand or is the newsstand? I can't remember. The Hawaiian guy. Like lands on a guy and there's Yeah. And there's like a big hole and like the black dude's like, oh my God, oh my God, because he's walking his dog. Right. There was a there was a really unnerving trend of movies um where the dogs were surviving every freaking thing that happened. <laughs> like Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, the dog survives. I think in another movie, a dog survives. And then they reversed that trend, and I can't remember what movie it was that did it. Maybe it was War of the Worlds. I can't remember what it was, but where the dogs, every time you saw a dog, they would die. Like something would I Am get Legend. I, think, I Am Legend did it. Um, uh, Jurassic Park 2. Jurassic Park 2, I think the dog got eaten by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yep. Like they reversed the trend. Yeah, it was really funny, but I remember – Dogs like surviving end on it, like like oh my god, the dog's dead, and like it pops out of nowhere at the fucking end of the movie or something like that. You know, um, a happy ending. Zack Snyder actually has a, a his the dog in um, oh fuck, uh, Dawn of the Dead. It survives. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's like a, just a really funny trend of like you know dogs surviving these like crazy odds, and you're like. What the fuck? You know, like no way, that wouldn't happen. Um, but then maybe that's you know, when, they reverse that, the like, start killing them off. That's when PETA was at their peak power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then, and then people they, were just like, "Fuck the dogs!" Yeah, and then after PETA, PETA started losing power, and then they started killing dogs again in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not brought to you by PETA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that reminds me. <laughs> That reminds me, we should talk about Patreon before we leave, too. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, wonderful segue from killing dogs to Patreon. <laughs> to giving us so, money. <laughs> uh, 
So we are now, we are usually we do this at the top of the hour, but we just want to talk to you guys really, really quickly about uh, Patreon. And I'm sure you guys have heard it if you listen to enough podcasts, but Patreon is a really cool way for you guys to be part of the Chew Crew. So basically, I mean, for as little as a dollar a month, just a dollar a month. Now, I sound like Sally Struthers. I know. You know? <laughs> I was just, just 30, about to chime 30 in. 30 cents a month, send some, send some food to this poor kid with flies around his face. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Uh, send a dollar to a June and Asian Asian <laughs> who like really need money because uh, right now we're the only ones sponsoring this podcast. But for little as dollars a dollar a month, you can you guys we can give you a shout out. Um, I think it, the next tier is like five dollars and it goes up from there. But every tier has a, a different reward, and one of the biggest rewards we have, which is kind of cool, is we have bonus pods that nobody else is going to get to listen to unless you guys, you know, I think it's like 25 a month or something like that. And you can, at any time you can cancel or you can change the, the amount that you want to donate. You know, you're not locked in forever, like a year contract or something. That would suck, wouldn't it? You're like, Oh, I accidentally clicked 25 bucks. Crap. I'm stuck for a year. <laughs> wouldn't um, suck for us. <laughs> you son of a bitches. It w- yeah. It wouldn't suck for us. So, <laughs> But it's a, it's a really good way to be, you know, kind of like an honorary member of the Chew Crew. And uh, like I said, check it out. Patreon, I think it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Chew on this podcast. So that's Patreon.com forward slash Chew on this podcast. We actually have um, our anything you first, wanna- yeah, we have our first, we have our first Patreon donor too. His name is Grant. Uh, he apparently yes. is a longtime listener to the podcast and he donated a good amount. I don't want to say how much. But he did a good amount. Yeah. He, so here's your shout well, out. He's going to get the bonus pod. Here's he's your shout out, Grant. Pod. Yeah, he's he's going to listen to the bo- he's he's going to be one of one listeners to the bonus podcast. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> and next month it'll go down to a dollar. Right. And then the month after that, after it'll be he, after he listens to the bonus <laughs> podcast, he's like, I paid forty nine dollars too much. <laughs> 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 this is shit. <laughs> But anyway, but it's patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast. We'd really, really appreciate it. Any, you know, any donations you can make, but go, it, it's, it, it's not going to our beer fund. Just to let you know, we have very lofty goals. We, we want to go travel around, interview celebrities, which we have some very exciting announcements later on this year. I uh, don't want to get too much into that now, but the, the money will really help us, uh, uh, go to do these really cool things and bring you guys really cool podcasts. Um, really exciting stuff in the future to talk about. Anything you want to add? No, that's it. This is uh, what are we on? We're on, We're on episode sixty-three. This this was chew on this heads to the bay, <laughs> and we headed to the bay. We conquered. We blew it up. We sunk it. We got seaweed um, all over us. Fucking seagull shit on us. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped on some jellyfish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, that was uh, episode 63 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>